<laughs> yes. Yeah, it is officially the final pre-game show of the regular season. So there's not many more left to go with these. How are we doing? Uh, the triple Scottish sandwich that's going on here. We've got a BLP <laughs> going on. Yeah, not too, not too bad. It was almost it was almost a perfect weekend. Obviously, you had Jimmy Johnson going into the, the Ring of Honor. You had the brilliant finish to our game as well, mm. and then the Eagles falling to you know Jonathan Gannon led Arizona Cardinals on the Sunday, gifting us the the pole position for. A, the number two slot, and B, the division crown as well. All we've got to do this week is win, and we're in. I'm so glad that you said that, Lauren, because we made a nice wee graphic on Tuesday's show. Uh, this little beauty, this absolute beauty. <laughs> so it's really great to see that we actually get to exploit the heroes for which they actually are, which are frauds. So here we go. Hey, as long as, as long as we as long as we don't go and screw the pooch on Friday on on oh, Sunday. Danny. Oh. <laughs> say that. Is, 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 is anyone seen Scott McGriddle's week seventeen week uh, preview? Oh yeah, the the NFC. Uh, yeah. <laughs> basically, the Washington fans basically sounds like yeah, we're 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 going for that number two seed, and he's like, "Ah, the Cowboys fan." <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I mean, like, it was funny. And, like, the good thing is, is New Year's Eve, sitting there, you know, I'm having a couple of whiskeys, I'm having a couple of moonshines, watching, and I'm seeing that the Eagles game, and I'm like, ah. But then they go and lose a massive lead. <laughs> and, what, was like, what, what, what was it, like 21-3 or something like that, 21-7? I, I, something like that, yeah. And then it it, must, have been, did not it must have been 21-7, yeah. Uh, because I mean, and to think the Cardinals gifted them a ninety-nine yard interception return I as well. I know. I know. And then just to even at rub more salt into the wound, then as I tweeted out earlier, uh, we spent an entire season getting trolled by Eagles fans about how we lost to the Eagles, how good Jalen Hurts is playing, and then lo and behold, we're about to win the NFC East, and where's Jalen Hurts on the Pro Bowl list? Not there. Uh, he's, he's not nope. there. Cheerio. Bon he, wasn't even a, he wasn't even a top three quarterback in the conference. He'll be in the interception bowl rather than the Pro Bowl. Hey. You, you, you can bet his feelings have been hurt. Hey, that is all <laughs> going on Yeah, We've got the dad puns coming out right now. <laughs> I love it. I love it. But, um, yes! So we are here, of course, to talk about the final uh, re- this, the final regular season game of the season, which, as Lawn's already said, is against Washington Commanders. It's at FedEx Field, which is obviously a bad thing because the field's falling apart. Um, hopefully, the, the, the hot water's working, which will be an important thing. Yep. Um, the, the Commanders, obviously, they're on a huge... Uh, slide this season. They have skidded out of control. They've only won four games this year. Uh, the last time the Cowboys and Commanders faced each other was Thanksgiving. I'm sorry, Graham. Uh, uh, where we were all at, uh, enjoying watching the game. And it was also where we got to witness Deron Bland break the in pick six record. From what we can remember, to be fair. Well, me anyway. I, yeah, <laughs> I remember a lot about Margarita going over me at one point when that happened. <laughs> and he goes, shit, sorry. And I was like, it's all right, Paul. I'm so excited myself. I don't remember anything besides Dolly Parton, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, that was about where things went blank. But, um, yes, so it is the return. So the, the Cowboys are kicking off at 9.25 p.m. UK time on NFL Network will be on Sky. Ironically, on the same time, the Eagles and the Giants are facing each other. So, basically, as long as the Cowboys stay ahead, they, I mean, if the Eagles lose, it doesn't really matter. But the Cowboys are looking to just win out here, as Lorne says, win the division title and get the number two seed. What happens 
for the wild card weekend will be another question of who we face. There's a number of options going on there. We'll put a post up at some point after uh, it all plays out because it's just way too complicated right now to know who we will face. But, guys, we start every show. And everyone at home as well, make sure you answer this very, very important and very first question of the show, guys. This weekend's game, Cowboys versus Commanders, what's your general thoughts and feelings on this weekend's game? Don't take them lightly. It's always a divisional game. You always want to show up and actually dominate. But I, I do have a gut feeling that Washington, they've got really nothing to play for besides the play against us. And to be by perfectly honest, I think they will probably just tank it and just go for, guarantee that number two spot in the draft. There you go. Yep. I, I thought That's it was interesting. I thought Brian Broaddus sort of hit the nail on the head yesterday in uh, the, the break where he said that, you know, you go into Ron Riviera's uh, office and you ask him what his plans are for this weekend. And if he says he's going in to win, then you fire him on the spot because, you know, you saw last year where Lovey Smith for Houston yeah. Texans, he, he won mm-hmm. that last game, screwed them out of the, the, the first pick in the draft. In, um, in fairness, though, it actually worked out a lot better for them. <laughs> well, it, 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 it did. It did. It did. They probably should, get, um, you know, give him a little uh, something in his Christmas, uh, you know, because they're still paying for him for the next couple of years as well. So, oh. um, it should give him a little bonus as well. But, um, but yeah, I mean, obviously, the Washington players they'll want to try and put tape positive tape together for, you know, particularly those that are going into free agency and, you know, whoever the new coaching staff coming in, you'll want to try and give them a reason to hold on to you. Um, so, you know, there's the, they won't want to lay over and, um, you know, let you tickle their bellies or anything like that. You know, it'll be, <laughs> yeah. they'll play to, they'll play to the final whistle. Um, yeah, but, uh, it's, it's just a little bit concerning that we haven't really done that well in recent years <laughs> up at, up at um, Washington, you know. So uh, whether it's because of all the crap that's going on uh, in the field, coming out of the stadium, whatever, you know. But. I feel this is where I'm in the minority, and <laughs> when it gets to the, to like draft time, where you, you know teams tanking for 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 a better pick and whatnot can you you can just imagine rivera or whoever the gm is going into the locker room and says right guys we're going to completely lose the game today um everybody down tools um so that we can get a higher pick to draft your replacement uh no no (laughs) i'm going to go out and play as best as i can if that's all right so I, I don't mm. I don't buy the whole tanking thing. I, I never have. Um but yeah. it, it must go on. It must it must go on. I just I just don't see um you know the logic behind it. Um Especially when feeling, so much money is involved. Oh exactly. Exactly. Mm. Like Lauren said, there's fifty three guys in that locker room desperate to put their last bit of tape together for free agency, effectively. Um, and you know, like if if the commanders finish the season four and thirteen, um, is anybody's job safe? Don't know. You know, finish the season strong. That's that's all they can do. Um, you know, we've been in this position before with the Cardinals. Um, we thought the Cardinals were desperate for the 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 first round pick or as high a pick as they can, and they. They punched us in the face, so uh, I'm certainly hoping that lightning doesn't strike twice. I don't think it will. I think they've. I think we've had a big, a big enough fright from the Cardinals game. Um, if you're, if you're a cowboy, um, one, one game away from winning the division, earning the second seed, and you go out and put in a, a poor, undesirable performance, you really need to look yourself in the mirror, especially against a division rival. Um, it's on a plate. We couldn't pick much of a better opponent other than the Panthers, maybe. Um, <laughs> like, like you say, the commanders are free-falling. Um, 
watched I watched their game against the 49ers. Didn't look particularly good. Um, you know, they've got Scary Terry, and that's pretty much about it on offense uh, from what I saw. And Robinson did some nice things. Um, but they, they need a quarterback. Um, they need... Offensive they need line. On, they need some help on offensive mm-hmm. line. Uh, a tight end wouldn't go amiss. So mm-hmm. many holes. Um, and if the Cowboys lose this game on Sunday, they really need to look deep down inside themselves. I mean, they, they are. We'll, we'll go through the injuries with Washington in a minute. You know, we're talking offensive line. It's not like they didn't try in the draft. You know, they went out and got two um, mid-round sort of picks or mid-draft picks uh, in the draft. They just they were on injured reserve as when you start going through, because uh, I've done a write-up on the team, when you start going through it, they have got a lot of players on injured reserve that they tank. So this week as well, they've now got issues where they've put a safety and a corner mark on Ranger Reserve, and then their two replacements are questionable this week because they got injured in last week's game, one with a concussion and one, I believe, with a shoulder. So that means that they got two rookie cornerbacks starting this week, Emmanuel Forbes being one of them, uh, who has yet to play uh, Dallas because he missed it the last time because uh, uh, of injury. The other one is Kai, is Kaiu Kelly. <laughs> Did I miss out there? Did I? Yep, you yep. cutting out, dead. Oh, yeah, yeah. My my, it's one of those days. The storm is hitting the old Welsh in, internet at the moment. So, yeah, corners, safety. <coughs> I, I think they've just put another safety on injured reserve. We'll go through it in a moment. Um, but let's first of all, guys, talk about uh, Dak Prescott because he has made the Pro Bowl. Uh, he's currently at the top of the NFL passing touchdown leaderboard. Uh, no, no solo, <laughs> no solo quarterback <laughs> uh, from the Cowboys has ever won the leading, uh, to be the NFL passing leader. Uh, Starback, uh, is, you know, uh, Lorna's bench board did win it. He was a joint leader, but no, no Cowboys has ever won it on their own. So if Dak is to do it, this weekend, he's just got to stay ahead of Brock Purdy, who's one touchdown behind. Dak wins the record. Um, also, another note is C.D. Lamb. He needs 66 yards to beat Tyreek Hill as the receiving yards leader as well. So it's all up for grabs again. But let's start with Dak, guys. Um, how far has he come along? Do you feel nervous about Dak going into the playoffs? A fair uh... And yes. <laughs> I have to. I have to be perfectly honest. Um, you know, there's no point in sitting here and blowing sunshine. Um, I, I still think Dak needs to eat the ball a little bit more. Um, we saw that on Sunday. If, if he eats that that throw rather than trying to get it out, I, I realise what he's doing. He's trying to extend the play and keep keep the drive alive, but it hurt us eventually. Um, is he one of the best quarterbacks in the in the playoffs? Yes, absolutely. But everybody everybody has their flaws. Um, for me, Dak forces one or two balls, and I'm just a little bit concerned that that one or two balls is going to hurt us somewhere down the road. But he's having overall, he's having an incredible season, and on any given Sunday, who knows? That's I mean, particularly this season. I mean, you guys will have seen it as well. This season has been particularly wild in oh, terms yeah. of in terms of results. You wouldn't want to be a betting man taking on this season because some of it has been ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Yep. Just, to add, just to add on top of that, Dak also is number one in the league right now for the longest passing touchdown with 92 <laughs> uh, yards. Wait, yeah, after CD's one last week. Yeah. Yep. Yep. And before that, it was Mason Rudolph. So... This will not stay in place. Ah! <laughs> it's just decided yeah. to come off on his own. But carry on, guys, while I try and fix my microphone. Yeah, I mean, uh, Dak is certainly 
a lot further along than he was at this time last season as well. Um, you're seeing it that, you know, he is much more in control of this offense. He's got, you know, higher percentage completion numbers this year. As he said before the start of the season, he wasn't, depending on how the, how the media took it, he wasn't going to have tipped passes for interceptions this year and he wasn't going to have 10 interceptions this year. At the moment, he's on a pace for both of them that he's not going to have them. You know, he would have to really stink it up in this last game to, 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 to get the 10 interceptions. Um, and I don't see that happening. He just seems to be so much in better control of this offense. And I'm just glad that, you know, um, Terran Steele, who gave up one of the sacks at the weekend there, was able to turn around and lift him up so that Aiden Hutchinson didn't break his leg again. Because mm-hmm. um, you saw the way Aiden Hutchinson was aiming aiming for that leg. Um, We'd almost allocate a roll on him at one point. Yeah. 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 And it, it, again, you know, for, for all the complaints about referees at the weekend as well, that, that's something that should have been picked up as well. That, um, you know, <laughs> there isn't a, a single standard for roughing the passer, but that, that surely was compared to Tank Lawrence's on Josh Allen, you know, three weeks back or whatever. Yeah. Um, you know, so um, <clears throat> I'm just glad he's he's still upright. He's still able to play, whether he plays the full full game this week or not. I, I reckon, you know, if, if you get up on the commanders, they'll they will fold. Um, and then you know it'll be Cooper Rush game middle of the third quarter probably. Mm. Yeah, I, I totally agree. Um, I think, Dark, you, you've seen, like you say, a lot more control. Like, people are, are, will complain about aspects, about how he'll take chances and what have you. I think the interception he threw last week... The, now, I, I, don't get me wrong, he shouldn't, uh, he should not have thrown that ball there. But I truly believe he's seen... The, the, and I forget which defender it was moving and he must have seen it in his periphery and believed that he was going to get a flag thrown on that play for offside which is why he threw the ball he just thought right i've got a free play here the flags come in i'm just going to take a chance if it doesn't happen it don't matter and it, but obviously the flag didn't come and the interception stands so it's not me making excuses for him it's just from what you can see happening now i i believe the same thing as well on that I, I can't see him throwing interception this week against the commanders. I mean, they're, they're like minus 12 in turnover differentials. So, Jeez. you know, yeah, oh, yeah, it's not looking good for them. But that's mostly Sam Howell is leading the NFL with 19 interceptions the other way, mine. But, uh, yeah, yep. they're not getting a lot going uh, on defense. And who's, but, number, and who's number two in the interception <laughs> list? Number two, three, and four, actually. Yeah, yeah. But it, it's funny, isn't it, how interceptions aren't being brought up much this year. It's very weird. Nobody's talking about it. Nobody's talking about how many interceptions Sam Howell Because it's not Dallas. That's why, Mike. It hasn't been mentioned since... <laughs> After the 49ers game, where we were back through up three, and then you know, the next week, I think um, Jalen Hurts went through three as well, and it, there was nothing in the press, you know. Mm-hmm. So, no, nobody, nobody talked about Brock Purdy throwing four. Yep, kind of weird. And uh, you know, what, what makes me, what makes me don't wear stars on the helmets, that's all it is. Like, can you imagine, right? Imagine dark prime time. There's all this talk of MVP going on with Dak and all the rest of it, and he throws four interceptions. That would be the end of it. They would just be like, yeah, that's it, done." But yet, yep. here we are, Brock Purdy, silent as a mouse, still up there in the MVP rankings. You're like, the guy just threw four picks in one game. Oh, man, you know, that's enough to be benched. But there we go. Like you that's, not, that's not MVP player quality. It's not. Once you throw multiple interceptions like that, and it was like three interceptions and a half. 
Yes. You're like, no, that's not an MVP. You gotta be kidding me. I've, so, I've got a question. I've got a question on the on the Dak thing for the three mm, of you. Mm, mm, Does mm, Dak mm. trust the defense enough? Our defense, I think so. yeah. Our defense. Oh yeah, yeah. I think so. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, think so. As as long as Dan as long as Dan Quinn doesn't go to prevent defense like last weekend. <laughs> Yeah, that I mean, was funky. You should not, you should not be giving Sam Laporte that much room across the middle. Uh, I don't care if it, if it, if it runs not the clock if... out or not, but you shouldn't be giving them that much of a cushion to be able to move 20, 30 yeah. yards at a time down the field and get into position to, to even score the touchdown. Let alone, but I mean, having said yeah. that, again, the whole tripping call as well, the defense shouldn't have that been on should the have field. ended the game. Yeah, that yep. should have ended the game right there. Me, so, I mean, let's, let's, let's put this in perspective as well. We're averaging, the defence is averaging 19.1 points per game. That's yep. fantastic when you put that yep. in perspective. And total points overall this whole season we've given up is 305 and only 35 touchdowns this season. Um, in terms of what else do we have here? Well, here's an interesting one for you, yeah. right, Paul? The the Cowboys rank third on offense in points per game, at twenty nine point four points per game. The yeah. Washington defense are allowing thirty points a game, <laughs> most in the NFL. They're allowing thirty points a game. Yep. Yep. The fact that we're actually keeping these, like the majority of these teams, to under like in the twenty uh, mid low twenties and. Under twenties, like obviously the shutouts to the Giants and the low scoring game, low scoring points game for, from the Jets and stuff like that really did help with the average in that. But yeah, yeah, yeah. But looking at the rest of the season, it's like all the close games have been like 21, 22. Like the the week before against the Miami was really really close. Like that was in the twenties as well. So the fact that our defense is really trying to keep our game alive by allowing our offense to try and blossom. It's really up to our offense to show up, really. They needed to last week. The defense, but last week, the defense had its ups and downs as well, mind. right? Oh, yeah. yeah. I'm not going to say that they were perfect, but they were doing a lot more to keep that game going. The offense needed to come out and do something different. And I think the issue that the offense had last week was the run blocking. They needed better run blocking to get the guys going. I will say, though, and I don't know if you've seen the video footage of it, um, of Terrence Steele's run blocking. Mm. His was vastly improved, even though we did not run in his direction the majority of the time, but his yeah. double-team double blocks with Zach Martin were phenomenal. Yeah. I, I'm, yeah. I'm Like... How he and he, how he moved up to the secondary after that, like he would actually help uh, seal the double team block and move up to the uh, linebacker, move up. It, it was lovely to watch, like rewatching it in slow motion on the more vertical camera, like how yeah. you like you circle them around and really analyze the film. I thought Terrence like, and that's something that I don't think that's been highlighted enough. It's like Terrence Steele actually had a really good game, and it's something that we do need. Like the the weakest point was. And I hate to say it, Tyron Smith had his problems with he Aiden did. Hutchinson. Yeah, he was trying to, yeah. trying his best to keep him at bay. Yeah, I mean, Tyron Steele has always been a better run blocker than he has been a pass pass sure. protector. Yeah. And you know, he he was the one that gave up the sack as well. That you know, On the, I talked about earlier with the, the Aiden yeah. Hutchinson pull down. Um, but you know. Th- there was periods this this year where Terrence Steele was ripped into by a lot of Cowboys fans, a lot of media, and he was still what you still got to work out that you know he's only just over a year removed from this ACL injury that he picked yeah. up. Yeah, um, he's getting back into form. Where you know, obviously, this week we've picked up somebody who previously had an ACL injury, didn't hasn't even played this season. He's now in the practice squad, uh, potentially for bringing up. Um, I know Graham's happy about that. Uh, <laughs> delighted, Deli- <laughs> absolutely delighted. Um, yeah. The only concern me... is, you know, the, avail- the availability has <clears throat> been there all season. Yeah. So where was this move six games ago? But maybe he wasn't ready. 
six games ago. You never know. We don't know his medical history. But obviously they're bringing him in. Um, what one was six games ago? The Eagles game? I don't know. I just I just pulled that number out of the, oh, out right. of the sky. But I, I mean, like, he, I think he I think he was released about week four. To, uh, to be honest, of the season, right. he's not been brought in. Obviously, the the whole thing with Tyler Smith this week, where you know he tore his plantar fascia, yeah. um, you know, and that can he can still play on that with pain management mm-hmm. and everything like that. But and it's a full you know, tear too, which is yeah, good. So it's it's better than the partial tear and it rubbing yeah. and everything like that. But if he can't handle the pain. Um, or something else happens as a result of him favouring one leg over the other, then you know, then you need more backup, and you've got that for the, you've now got that for the playoffs. I don't think you'll see Lyle Collins being elevated this week, but you know, give him a couple of weeks to um, <clears throat> acclimatise again, get in football shape properly, um, and then you bring him up as as one of the fifty five. And of course, all all the um, all the call up numbers reset to zero when you get into the playoffs as well. So yeah. you still got not you then get you the can start back all over again. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Don't don't be so surprised if we actually try and utilize. Um, oh God, his name just went out my head there. Uh, Lyle Collins as guard and put Tyler Smith at left tackle. It's possible. possible. It's possible. I think I think that's the more logical choice if we want to kind of establish any type of run game going into the playoffs. See, the thing is, is I haven't. I've been quite impressed, not fully, but I've been impressed when you watch game by game how far TJ Bass keeps coming along. Oh yeah, one hundred percent. Like he's definitely going to be back next season, and he's gonna. Once he gets a good off season, that you would expect him to have a more of a bigger role than just kind of like being featured there and there. Yeah, I think it, like if he gets the right, like if he goes with Duke Manyweather or what, whoever is in the off season, puts some more size and improves in his technique a bit more. I think he will be a, definitely a guy to keep an eye on. Yeah. No, definitely, because it's just I, I'm just thinking like in terms of like you know when you talk about run blocking because that is something particularly good that Bass can do. Um, but I, I, me more than anything, I think the Lyle Collins because I made a tweet about it uh, and a few people disagreed with me, which I enjoy. I like the disagreement. Uh, um, as I just said, <laughs> they've gone very quiet, mate. Don't worry, they've gone very quiet. The, the 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 trolling that we've been having has very since New Year's very oddly plummeted. It's gone very yeah, quiet. Yeah, mm. ammunition's dried strange. up. Strange. Mm. Strange how that's gone. Anyway, but yeah, I put on there that, that Lyle Collins, he's not coming in here to be a star. He's not coming in here to make a difference on the offensive. What he's going to be is he's going to be an elite veteran backup who's there that's going to be on your... You, you, he probably will get called up um during the playoffs but you know it's not going to be like this guy who's coming in and all of a sudden he's going to make a difference to the offensive line and run game it's more of a no. depth piece yeah. that's going to be there so say you know Tyler Smith um at, you know is if his injuries flare up and he can't play um so they try and put Bass in who's having his struggles now you're looking at sort of Collins who's going to go in now and, and try and do his bit um, is what I think, it, you know, that, that that's my personal take. But talking of injuries, and I said we would get through these. Uh, so Doris Armstrong, Rico Dowdle, and Jonathan Hankins are the only ones who've been limited in terms of any injuries. The list is long <laughs> uh, for the Cowboys, but if you go and check it, the majority of it is all um, vet rest days, all the rest. There's nothing really... They're standing out where you're kind did, of like, mm. Tyler did you Smith. See, did you well, say Hankins is limited? Yeah. Oh, wow. I'm not expecting that. Yeah. Uh, so he's been limited. The, the only other real one, we obviously, as we said, we knew about Tyler Smith. Tyron Smith, he's on a vet day. And the only other one was uh, Juanier Thomas, but that was illness. So the list is really, really long when you look at it, but it, it's really what you expect this time of year when you're playing the Commanders, this final game, you want to try, because as well, what the, the one of the things that popped in my mind when I seen how many of the guys are on 
uh, rest days is like this is a perfect thing where the team is going, what we're expecting to happen is to be quite far ahead at half time. So we're going to put on the backup guys. So let's give the backup guys the extra day of practice, the extra day of training, prepare them ready that in the second half or some point during the third quarter, they're all going to come in and start taking over. That's what I'm looking at and what they truly believe. Yeah, I, th- I, th- I think obviously um, Mike McCarthy will be looking at all the, the metrics that he looks at. You know, when when yeah. he was talking uh, during hard knocks, when he was saying, oh, that guy's done so much over the, se- over the pre-season and all that, mm-hmm. he'll be looking at it season long. And these are the guys that, you know, we need for the playoffs. The more plays you're involved in, the more more likely your tendons are weaker and all that sort of stuff. Uh, and you know that's that's when things are going to snap and all that. So um, give them the day off, give them time to rest up, and you know have them ready to hit the ground running on Sunday. I, yeah. I still think they need they need to be careful with with staying up to full strength though, because um, Andy made a great point earlier on that um, Dak at AT and T is a much better animal in the playoffs than Dak outside of AT&T. And if we go and slip up and slip to the five seed, that's a completely different running to to the Super yeah. Bowl. So I I agree with, you know, if, if somebody's hurting, if somebody's not quite ready, pull them out. But pull them out when we're two scores up, as opposed to... You know, you 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 sit down, you take this one out, and you know, right? Okay, we'll leave you out as well, right? Okay, okay. And before you know it, Terry McLaurin scores two touchdowns and has 150 yards, and we're chasing it in the fourth quarter, and some ridiculous happens like that. Wouldn't yeah. it just be like the Cowboys to go and do something like that? <laughs> just, <laughs> I, I just, I just hope they're careful with it. Well, here we go, right, Greg? I'll ask you this question first. What's wrong with the Cowboys' run game then? I think it's a it's a it's a combination of the the offensive line and um, Tony Pollard going up the middle. Mm. I, I, I I don't. There think, you go. I don't think he's not a three down back. Yes, I, I, agree. I, that that uh, that simplify things. He is not a three down back. I said in our private chat a few days ago, if somebody offers Pollard six million a year over four years, he should bite their hand off because that I think that is as much as he's ever gonna get. Mm-hmm. Um he's still to he's still to break a thousand yards. Hopefully he does it on Sunday. He might he probably um, will. Yeah. He, he probably will. But mm-hmm. in terms of thousand yards, it's not the it's not the unattainable goal that it was Many years ago, like you used to say, seventeen oh, games now. Yeah, yeah. So you're brilliant. You're you're running back has had a thousand yard season. Yeah, that was great fifteen years ago, but I mean, CD Lamb is about to break seventeen hundred. You know, in, in terms of that perspective. So I don't know. I I I think if there's a back, second, third, fourth round, bigger body. Uh, Zeke prototype, not as good as Zeke obviously, I don't think you're going to find a, a running back as good as Zeke in the second, third, fourth but if you can have a change of pace um, red zone running back that lowers the shoulder pads and goes straight up the middle mm-hmm. I think he, he could be a cowboy um, because I, it just it, he's not caught fire the way we thought he was going to catch fire yeah. Um Taking it game he's a by better complimentary. He's a better complimentary piece with he, Zeke, who was the exactly. back. Exactly, he's yeah. a complimentary back to somebody else. Mm. Um, the the 49ers used, um, you know, jet sweeps and so on against the the Commanders. I did a bit of homework. Um, the, uh, Debo Samuel tore them apart for the first the first touchdown. So if they can move Pollard around and do some things on the outside, it may be an ideal game for Pollard, but. Is he a three down back? Do I trust him going through the middle? No. Mm. Uh, he will do it on occasion, but third and five or third and goal, do I trust him? Nah. Yeah. No, especially when we've general. seen him on 
third and goal from the one and not being able to punch yeah. it in. <laughs> but it's, Lorne... unfortunate. it's unfortunate because we really wanted him to be that guy. And yeah, yeah. We, we, if I remember right, we offered him the deal. He turned it down. He wanted to be stud number one, three down back. It might come back to bite him. Mm. Yeah, Lorne, Paul, running game. Talk to me about it. Graham just said it absolutely perfectly. The problem is where is our inside run. We don't inside, have that. Yeah. We don't have that powerful style running by the bell cow essentially to really drive it through the middle in those more minuscule gaps where Pollard is more designed. <coughs> excuse me, for the outside run and for the screen pass. That's mm-hmm. pretty much it. Like, and I hate to say it about Tony Parr, but it is very one trick pony. It really is in a way. Yeah, and and to to an extreme extent, it is. Yeah, 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 yeah. But and is it worth sending him to a new contract under the way how we've been utilising? No, because we, we're trying to turn Parlod into something that he's not actually not designed for, and that's yeah. that is the inside run, and that's something that the Cowboys are normally known for is the inside run, gaining those extra dirty yards. Like averaging four yards per carry, like getting it over the huddle, essentially. We've been struggling to do that. Yeah. I think the the problem is as well, I mean, obviously we, we had this discussion briefly last week as well that, you know, he's missing the, the pound it back like Zeke Elliott um, to, to, to loosen the defense up and then open up the channels for him. The yeah. other thing as well, the West Coast offense, if you go back again, you go back to the 80s when Bill Walsh was pioneering it, it was because he didn't have good backs to go up the middle that he you know, the running game was essentially pitch outs to the outside get the ball to the outside and then you've got wide receivers blocking on defensive backs and it's a lot easier to run there. We're not doing that enough with our with our running scheme. Mike McCarthy is calling it that we're trying to we're trying to plug up the A-gap yeah. Um, you know, and it's just not happening. Now, I, I believe in some in some issues, Tyler Biadish is playing really well this season. But, you know, when he goes up against a big dude, 315 pounds or so, where obviously there's a there's a weight advantage to the defense, that's where Tyler Biadish is having problems. Um and then add in all the communication issues that you've had because you got TJ Bassin, you've got um, you know, you got somebody else in because Zach Martin's taking time off or whatever, then that's where there's been issues as well with this running game and we've just not got things going. You've got you've got to remember as well, for the first six or seven weeks of the season as well, Jeff Blasco, the the running back coach stroke uh, running game coordinator. Um, he was he was actually medically on leave as well, so somebody else was having to step in and do that job as well. So there there wasn't the the consensus dealing with the the running game side of it as well. Um, so th- there's maybe something to do with that as well. That that's why it's not been on the same page. I don't suddenly think that you're going to wave a magic wand and that's going to be better on Sunday. Even yeah. even with this Redskins defense, commander defense. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean definitely. I mean last week, uh, just to give you some facts, last week Tony Pollard made three runs into the A gap. Last week, uh, one went for minus one yard, one went for three yards, and one went for five yards. Um, yeah. The two he had two explosive runs that went for ten yards or more last week. Both of them off tackle. So there you go. Says it all. <laughs> and uh, you know, like you say, Lorne, uh, it's the West Coast offense. Uh, um, you, you know, it definitely does play a part in it because the, the whole thing is turned on its side. It's turned ninety degrees. That's why you need y- your backs to be heading outward. If you're going to be going down the middle, it, it, it is possible to do, but Pollard isn't that type of body. He doesn't have the frame of the body to be able to move in that direction in that way. So, yeah, I think it's a little bit of the play style that they've drawn up on the offense, but also that Pollard just isn't designed that way. Yeah. Um, so we'll have to wait and see. We'll, we'll see how things get on now as we get into the playoffs. As long as CD Lamb keeps running or receiving for 200 yards a game, I'm sure we'll be okay. 
But to, uh, Paul's, to Paul's point, nobody's paying running backs. No. Nobody is paying running backs. I mean, I can't remember who the three were. Um, but three of them were ready to hold out because nobody was Saquon. getting the extension. Was Saquon Barkley, was it Josh Jacobs? Yep. And Eckler as well. Eckler for San Diego. Mm. Nobody's Los Angeles. Nobody's paying them. Well, when you look at recent history, <laughs> when you look when you when you look at the recent history of all the, when you look at the recent history of the running backs getting paid, getting their bag essentially, like Zeke, yeah, like he's st- played up to a certain point of level, not compared to his rookie years, but when you look at likes of um, Tard Gurley, prime example, that yeah. didn't work out, right? Yeah. And the other one I could think of, or God, I just had his name, the one from Pittsburgh. No, no, it's not that one. It'll come back to me. I'll, I'll if it pops up, I'll, I'll mention his name. Yeah, there was the, it, it bit that guy as well. I forget his name. The one from Pittsburgh, and then he ended up playing for the Jets. Le- Le'Veon Bell. Le'Veon Bell. Le'Veon Bell. Thank you very much. Yeah, yep. that, it stung him doing the same thing. Hold well, on. that's an R one as well. Um, but yeah, it just seems like paying these running backs all the money. Just doesn't seem to always work out as yeah. of right now. But here we go. All right. Just spin it on the other side on the defense. Let's first of all, right, Paul? Um, this will make you giggle. Well, not giggle because it's not good, but we'll start with the Washington's uh, injuries, right? So uh, Cameron Curl, who plays safety, who's in replacement of the starting safety, Percy Butler. Percy Butler went on injured reserve. Um, before the new year. So now Cam, Cameron Curl is questionable because he struggled to practice this week. <sighs> Here we go. Cornerbacks. Benjamin St. Juice. Uh, where are we? Kendall Fuller and Christian Holmes and Tariq Castro-Fields are all questionable to play this week. Yep. Yeah. Um, Juice was a full pra- full participant in practice today, so they are ramping him up. Yeah, but Christian <laughs> Christian Holmes is probably out because he hasn't practiced. He's yeah. he's suffering from a concussion as concussion well, protocol. and he yeah. he hasn't practiced at all this week. And no. Kendall Fuller still hasn't practiced either, so he's out. And Castro Fields, as you say as well, he hasn't practiced yet as well. So likely he is, he's out as well. So, so that um, means. The, the two on. that really, the two that really stand out for me, and I'm looking at the injury list right now, is Curtis Samuel, for, uh, the wide receiver, and Jonathan Allen, the defensive tackle. Those yeah. are the big ones that are really questionable right right now. The big yeah. one with Jonathan Allen, especially when you think how they literally shipped off like two of their best defensive linemen uh, before they played the Cowboys. So you know, if they don't play, that's a big one. But bear in mind, uh, Casey Tuhill is also questionable to play. So that's another defensive lineman again. And like, really, Allen and um, uh, uh, Deron Payne are really the two main guys that create pressure on that defensive line. You lose one, and you know you're going to end up losing the other because you could just concentrate on keeping him back. But it's absolutely wild when you look at their offensive line. Because they're literally picking guys up off the street to have to play. I've just got a new a wee news update. Yeah. Former, Jet, former Jets running back Dalvin Cook went unclaimed on waivers today and is now free to sign off whichever playoff contender he wants. He went all the way right. through waivers. So what does that tell you, though? Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yep. He's done. They, they, you know, a lot of people keep saying pick him up. And I understand. You know, there was a couple of years ago when he led the NFL in rushing, and he is... But, but here's the trouble, right, with, with Dalvin Cook, with what I've said before, is Dalvin Cook's greatest weapon that he had was his first step. That first step and the explosiveness that he has when he gets the ball was phenomenal. It put defences in a hell of a... Because, you, you know, you see him, and the next thing, he's gone. But then you go ACL injury, ACL injury. Then there's the shoulder injury which kept him out for the, the a, a part of this season. But you look at a guy like Dalvin Cook, the Vikings get rid of him. They just say, like, we're done. We're, we'll cut him. Yep. So then they go. he goes to the Jets, where they've got Brees Hall, who's on an ACL injury, 
who Dalvin Cook can't overtake on the roster. Yep. And the the jet the Jets run offense as well is second last in the league, I think, as well. It's mm. it's pretty poor. And you're talking about side I think Jeff Cavanaugh put on a tweet today that, you know, signing the second best running back from the second worst yeah. uh, rush offense in the league that doesn't do much for your metrics, you know. So um I just I, I just I don't see him like he's just coming in. All right, he replaces, uh, I don't know, he replaces losing Deuce Bourne, who's gone to IR. But, like, I just don't, I don't see how, what what he ends up bringing apart from depth. Yep. By all means, have a cup of coffee with him, see, mm. see you know, what what his physical uh, stature is like. And check all out that. the x-rays. Yeah, check everything out. Consider it. But you know, I'm not. I'm not beating a drum for him, to be honest. No, so. no, I'm with you. I'm with you. I, like I get it that he was this huge dynamic player once, but like when you go through it, and then you, you you just all you've got to do is look at the injuries, and you look at the injuries, and then you just go okay, and then you go, oh, and and I know what people are saying. Oh, can you trust the Jets coaching staff to make the right decisions? Well. <laughs> Okay, to a degree, I can agree with you, right? But they're still not going to sit there struggling to run every game and then go, yeah, but we won't play Cook. You won't play Cook because of a reason. And the reason is obviously risk assessment. And their risk assessment says you play him, he's going to get injured, or he's just he doesn't have that explosive burst he once had. Yeah. He's cleared waivers twice in one calendar year. I mean, just just think of that. I mean, it's not just the Jets. The Vikings moved on from him as well. And the Vikings haven't been particularly brilliant at the running game. Yeah. Um, you don't move on from pro bowlers. I feel like there's, they've moved on because there's something not there. A risk assessment, basically. Exactly. Like, you're not signing Dalvin Cook from 2017. You're, da- you're signing Dalvin Cook... That's been let go twice in the past ca- in the one calendar year. Yeah, nah. It's, I mean, fines. And all all of his injuries that he's got are all injuries. You know, ACL, shoulder. These are all injuries you do not want to see on the list of a running back. Basically, mm-hmm. you know, I, I I get it. I get what people are saying. The Cowboys running backs. They got their struggles, and it is exciting to see a guy like that and clear waivers and be like, "Oh, look what we could get." No, I just think that it it doesn't move the needle. It doesn't, you know. It's exciting to see because of what he once was, but he's clearing waivers because everyone knows that that isn't what he is now. It what he was, and nobody's willing to take a chance on that. Um, but they did sign though, Damian Wilson. So we've got two ex Dallas Cowboys back in the building. Um, both as well from the same draft. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> Comes full circle. Comes full circle. Um, but l- let's talk then, though, quickly, guys, about the uh, defensive side of it all. So, Deron Bland, could he get pick six? Could he get... Oh, I'll run with that one. one. Yes, he could. Um, yeah, he could. Because... Especially with Sam Howell. Especially with Sam Howell. Especially with Sam Howell. The rate that I nearly did it as well, Lorne. The commanders need a quarterback. You yeah. you are not going to win a Super Bowl with Sam Howell. Um, you know, and, and it's not through that. You know, just draft one. Just draft a, a replacement quarterback. Yeah. Um, the, the commanders are another one. Um, where the, just draft one hasn't worked out. Um, yeah. I mean, the late Dwayne Haskins, first round pick. Um, they've brought in Wentz, Dud, uh, despite you know going into start for the Rams this week. So I've heard um, Sam Howell again later round quarterback hasn't worked out. Um, everybody wanting to move on from Dak. Uh, the Commanders would probably be first five in the list to sign Dak Prescott without a shadow of doubt. Mm. Um, you know, yeah. I, I just. Like going going back to the whole Dak thing, we we are spoilt at quarterback. See, when you think about it in the past 
the past couple of decades, we've always, always had a good quarterback. Just, just they, think they're, about this. Just think of it this way, Graham, as well. If we win this NFC East division on Sunday, Dak will be the first Dallas Cowboys quarterback since Troy Aitman. Yep, correct. Yep. <clears throat> to yep. win it four, uh, four or more times. Four or more times, yeah. Yeah. That's just uh, crazy. Not even Tony Romo did it. Nope. <laughs> yeah. And you look how many people praise Tony Romo. But ironically, most people praise Tony Romo after he left Dallas. So and look you know. at the and the place we had before that. You had Bledsoe there and stuff like that. So God don't even go there. You're gonna give I me know. Yeah. What? That, that PTSD's kicking back in again. Watching their, their highlights against the 49ers, is Sam Hill a particularly short quarterback? He's dinky. I give you that. He's dinky. Is he like six foot he's five more... eleven? No, uh, he's, he's, like... he's gotta be six foot. To but me, he just looks stinky. To me, it looks like a, a a body replica version of Baker Mayfield in a way, but less talented. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I mean, like, look, look at it this way, right? They they did they did have a lot of pieces that got injured. The big one for me that points to the problems with the commander's offense, which I think plays in part for what the Cowboys defense can do this weekend is that, yeah, somehow 19 interceptions leads the league. They also lead the league in uh, sacks allowed with 61 and pressures allowed with, uh, I believe I've written it down somewhere. One moment. I wrote it down. It's like 235 or something. Uh, Pressures allowed. Nope, never mind. I did write it down. I've lost it. But it's it's quite a lot. And they lead it. That is never going to help a quarterback like Sam Howell. Sam Howell needs all the help he can get. Um, That then in part with um, having guys not being able to run as well. You know, Robinson, fantastic running back, but the run blocking has been bad. So again, for like Mazzy Smith here, where people have complained about it's a perfect game for him to kind of showcase and show off in the last week. But I also think this is a game where Micah Parsons is going to feast. Well, Mike, Micah Parsons has already said, beware that, you know, chances are he's probably going to get a couple of offside penalties uh, <laughs> this week because he's going out to, to get off that 13 sack mark that oh. he's been on for a couple of weeks now. Um, <coughs> he, he wants He wants at least a half sack to get to 13 and a half. Yeah. Um, <coughs> one of, one of those nearly cost us the game on Sunday, if I remember yeah, right. Yeah, well, right. yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yep. But here's one for you, right, guys? We'll, we'll Before we do the biggest question of all, I just want to make one more note, that if Brandon Aubrey stays perfect in this game, he becomes the 10th kicker in the NFL history to ever go perfect on a season on field goals. Last to do it was Mason Crosby in 2020, but he will be the first rookie to ever do it. I'm getting my Brandon Aubrey jersey in April. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not joking. I've already got a 17 jersey. Does that count? I guess. (laughs) Just just, just download the Aubrey pack. You can just put the the name on (laughs) Yeah. Well, it's got my son's name on the back. That's why he's 17, because the year he was born. People always tell me, they're like, why have you got Jason Garrett's jersey? I'm like, no, never mind. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I I had someone coming up to me, so... My God, you're rocking a tear and steel jersey. Then I turned around and was like, "Who the hell's Stuart?" And I'm like, "That's me." I'm like, yeah. "Oh, you got a custom one?" I was like, "Yeah, like, yeah. like sometimes I've never you... heard of that before." Yeah, yeah, yeah. That is the only jersey I went to get. Brandon Aubrey. Yeah, yeah, Pro Bowler, Pro Bowler, and Brandon Aubrey. Yeah. So there we go. Are we ready, guys? Are we ready? Go for it. All right. So uh, asking everybody, whether you're watching live or at home and the guys here on the show, what you believe the final score of this weekend's game is going to be. I've handed mine in. I've said the final score is going to be Cowboys 38, the Commanders 14. But only because the Cowboys get fairly far ahead in the game. They put on their backup players. 
Commanders get a couple of scores in the second half. So go on then, Paul. You go first because Graham is deep in thought right now. He's a little bit nervous, in fact. Cowboys 41, Commanders 17. Oh, God. Oh, wow. <laughs> Cowboys Paul. 35, mm-hmm. Commanders 10. Interesting. Interesting. Go on, Grazies. See, I, I, I see your, your three, your three scores. I absolutely agree with them. But, yes, yes, absolutely. Cowboys, eleven and five, <laughs> off to the playoffs. Job done. Here we go. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The, the road to the Super Bowl starts here. Or is it the Cowboys team that went to Arizona? <laughs> <laughs> and wet the bed. Yeah. I'm pretty sure we said pretty much the same thing about that Cardinals team. They're nothing without Kyler Murray. Their offensive line is this. They can't run the ball. Their defense has this injury, that injury, bump, 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 and we lost. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I'm not I'm not saying that, you know, somehow somehow has actually led the Reds, the but it'll be it'll be fine when they change their name back next year. It'll be fine, but yeah, um, yeah. which is on the cards, by the way. Yeah, yeah, but um, yeah, I mean, Sam Howell has been a touchdown away in both games against the Eagles. Um, you know, when he has time to pass, he has actually been not too bad a passer, and True. he has. He has been able to connect with Terry McLaurin, who is a is a thorn in our side at times. Um, you know, you only have to go back to this time last year and see how he played against us in that game where we finished twenty six six. You know, but I think the Cowboys this time, you know, there wasn't really much for them on the line last this time last year. This is the difference between going on the road for three games in the playoffs or hosting two potentially two games, maybe even maybe three. Four, yeah. Maybe three if the 49ers slip up, you host mm-hmm. the, the, the championship as well and you, you win out. Yeah. Um you know and and we've seen this year that the Cowboys play better at home. So the Cowboys should be focused on get through this game, get get the win and get the home field advantage for you know, at least two games. Yeah. I think I, I think you're right, Lauren. I think when it all boils down and I stop panicking about past history, um, <laughs> everything you've said there makes absolute sense. Um, if if the Cowboys can't win by 14 points on Sunday, they really have to question why they're why they're in this game yeah. because or at like, least where we're going in the playoffs. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, they, you know, the the away record is another frightening aspect, but it's not like we haven't won on the road because we are eleven and five. So there have been wins on the road. Um, it, you know, how must scare the commanders? Um, inconsistencies and just there's a lack of Rico full practice by the way I've, no, I've got breaking news guys I've got breaking news four, four time pro bowler Dalvin Cook will sign in the playoffs with the Baltimore Ravens which is who, who was expected to be involved with them so mm-hmm. I mean they run the ball that much he's bound to get it sooner or later yeah he, 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 he seemed like for, for a team like that it, it it kind of works, like you say. They run so much; they're a running first team. You want to spell cooking for like one or two plays on a drive because you know you want to try and give Lamar a break. It's not it's not huge, but it helps. But even you know, like the guy cleared waivers, so the, at some point there must have been the conversation. Um, why why didn't you? Why didn't you pick up my my contract when I when I got cut? Well, we didn't think you were worth it, Dalvin. Um, but we're willing to pay you much less. Fancy it? Come on in. Come on in. Yeah, you're good, but you're not worth your contract. 
Yeah. Is that Jalen Hurst you're talking about, Graham? Ah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, then, guys. The Wait, final uh, segment. The final sorry, segment. my prediction. I'm going to go oh, yeah. 30, 30 10, Cowboys. So we're, me, me and you are pretty much there or thereabouts. Yeah. Okay. So we're on to the fantasy lives. Now, normally this segment, we'll do uh, our game of uh, overall under on this segment. Obviously, the last game of the week, kind of impossible to do because, you know, half these players aren't going to be playing and all the rest of it. So this is it. It's results time, guys. We get to find out who this year's champion is. So first of all, here's the prediction results. So going across is everybody's bonus points and their percentage score. I've tallied it up with your uh, points and given you a bonus point score along with your percentage of correctness to give you your final result score. Are you ready for it, guys, to find I'm, out? I'm just really curious to know how the hell you've calculated percentages with bonus points. <laughs> you will love how I worked it out. I will tell you off it. Because it's a system I will use next year because it really did help. <laughs> so, are you ready? He loves a spreadsheet, remember? Oh, <laughs> mate. Spreadsheet. Talk it, talking of spreadsheets, my one's already got about 60 players on. <laughs> that I've worked through, yeah. Any, <laughs> any big bodied running backs in the third round? Uh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm working my way up to that, actually. So, are you ready, guys? The, the names coming across will be in order. With your scores, are you ready? Let's go. Yeah. Oh, yes. <laughs> so there you have it. It's all in order there based on your percentage of correct scores along with your bonus points. Cool. So last year's winner was Paul. This year's winner is Mr. Lawn. Congratulations, sir. You get well, yourself a free can of iron brew, which I'll send in the post. <laughs> Sounds good. <laughs> Sounds good. Uh, it, it really does help with the bonus points, then. So I'm I'm quite happy with that. So, mate, you you had we had 16 games uh, to earn bonus points. You win 13. Yep. <laughs> mate, man, basically, you didn't make three pre-show games, pre-game move, yep. and one of those would have been Thanksgiving. I know. <laughs> <laughs> so uh there we have it so uh yes the guys will be back on uh tuesday to review and do the final show of uh the regular season then we're into playoffs uh so we know we're definitely doing one more um <laughs> pre-game show um but obviously we will be here over the weekend talking about the game um with a putting out our usual posts, winding up the opponents, winding up the Eagles more than anything. Um, but before we leave, we do have to pay the bill. So this week, I'm going to give it to Graham. So if you're planning on attending one of our many playoff games at AT&T, you can quote me if you like. <laughs> <laughs> but if you're, planning, if you're planning to attend... Uh, a playoff game, or if you're thinking about next season, make sure you book with Cowboys Experience. They have game tickets, stadium tours, meet and greets, and much, much more. And of course, as you know, guys, if you use the promo code UK Cowboys, you get free, free stuff. <laughs> yes. So, as I say, guys, we'll be back on Tuesday on the post game show. Uh, but stay safe, enjoy the win. It's going to be a big one. We're going to have a lot of fun watching uh, this one, I'm sure. So just relax and just enjoy it and watch the eagle tears falling to the floor. And if you want to collect them, it means we can actually see this again. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? That is yep. beautiful. <laughs> I will relax when there are two scores up. Okay, I will message you only after that point then, Greg. It'll be interesting to see if Nick Seriani goes ahead with his comment that, you know, if unless the Cowboys are losing, I'm playing no. I'm playing my backups. So what you start with your backups and suddenly bring on the bring on the yeah. um 
bring on your starters. Just when I thought Stiliani was stupid, even more. (laughs) (laughs) If you you, honestly, it's probably the most hated coach in the NFL. He's just such a douche. Well, you 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 saw that the tweet this week with the the guy commenting on Nick Sirianni's play calling as well, and he, he's a Philadelphia Eagles fan as well, <laughs> ripping at them. So, you know, he, he's obviously not making too many friends there either. So. No, well, yeah. apparently the locker room is fractured, is what I've seen. But oh, there we go. We will we will see how fractured it is uh, after the game against the Giants, which they'll probably lose to. But as we do every week, I start off the show with a first word, so these guys all get the last word. Have a great weekend, guys, and we'll see you on the other side. Go right, have a good week. Have a good weekend. Let's get this season finished off with a high. Maintain our home field advantage for the playoffs. Undefeated at home, two seed as a must. Dallas forever, Philly forever, as per usual. Good night, folks. <laughs>